With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Support for this podcast comes from U.S. Bank. U.S. Bank wants to know how you reward yourself because they have cards that make every day more rewarding. Are you a points order, cashback guru, low intro APR lover? With U.S. Bank, it's up to you because they have the cards to fit your lifestyle. So earn more whether you're shopping at a gas station or grocery store, even while planning a staycation. Learn more at usbank.com slash credit card. U.S. Bank credit cards are issued by U.S. Bank National Association N.D. Some restrictions may apply. Member FDIC. You found us! It's Fiesta Watch! Episode 7, here with Noah Walter. Joining me, as always, is my co-host, Wyatt Lyles. Wyatt, what's up? How's it going, man? Uh, it's going good, it's going good. Um, it could be better. Could be, could be better. I mean, I guess it could be better if we were already watching MSI, because I'm super excited. Mm. we got some good games coming up. A lot of good teams. Um, hoping for some very good, especially, you know, we haven't had much the last couple of weeks, because it's been very sparse as far as competitive play, so... Very, very excited to see some some good League of Legends again. Alrighty, yeah, I, I I'm super hyped for MSI. I'm so hyped, in fact, that I can't stand waiting any longer. Let's just jump right into it with the MSI play-in stages. Now, we had a couple of predictions going into this thing. I think we were really wrong, except on everything except uh, Flash Wolves. We're gonna begin though with TSM. <laughs> now, as everybody should know by now, or and if you for some reason missed all of MSI then here, let, let us get you up to speed. TSM struggled against the Gigabyte Marines, but you know, they went out, down 2-0, they weren't looking hot, and then TSM pulled some of that Cloud9 magic right right out of at North America, held it near and dear to their hearts, and they took the reverse sweep 3-2 series win to move on into the knockout stages of MSI. Why, what did you think about this win? Uh, that game was stressful just as like an na fan it was just you know it, it reminded me of, of g2 playing in international tournaments you know because they're a team that you know plays very good they perform very well in the regular season and then they get to the playoffs and you know i mean they get to these international events and they just kind of come up very very short so you know especially because i think we both called i said 3-1 tsm you said 3-0 so i mean i was closer 
But none just of because... us were any were remotely. Were, but that wasn't a three one, a three two. You know? No, exactly. Yeah, I mean, especially because that was a three two that you were actually scared that TSM was might have lost because gigabytes looked pretty good and TSM was just kind of not doing a lot of anything. Yeah. Um, Apparently, TSM took their lose game one strat and extended it a little bit to, because it's yeah. stage. You know. <laughs> exactly. Oh boy. So, but but they recovered. Yeah, and when we say they recovered, like what's what do you think was the biggest factor in their wins? I mean, I personally, I didn't actually get a chance to watch them, um, so I can't tell you exactly. Um, hey, hey, hey! I have other job responsibilities. That's true. You know, well, we're 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 very busy here at Road. Got to pay the bills, and there was a lot of Counter Strike going on. So, mm-hmm. and the fact that I just I saw that they were already down, and it sounded like it was some pretty bad play. So I just was kind of staying away from it and just looking at the scores. So, but I have to imagine that you know Hanser. <laughs> Or somebody decided to show up and they just kind of, you know, took them to town in that last game. I was about to say, because nobody in League of Legends history has ever come back from a 0-2 deficit. Just never, never, never. <laughs> but yeah, I agree. Never. The, the first two games were really rough, but I think near the latter half, uh, the, the team just started clicking, you know? I think Spencer yeah. started to show up more. Hanser, uh, Hanser was a massive... Hanser is... I don't want to say that he's the main reason, but if I had to pick an MVP for the series, I would go with Hanser. I think... After game two, he started generating a bunch of pressure in the top lane. Uh, he picked up solo kills pretty consistently. He was and he was just such a threat that he alleviated a lot of that pressure off of TSM's bot lane and TSM's mid lane, which allowed Sven Skarin in turn to you know a little bit more breathing room, right? Mm-hmm. Because it seems when, yeah, exactly. whenever the rest of TSM is kind of overwhelmed and Sven Skarin struggling in the jungle, their their default is just like, well, let's just pray that Beard can carry, right? But taking yeah. that pressure off of them, I think, really helped them in the long run in this uh, throughout the nitty gritty of the series. Now, Wyatt and I will both take one point for this because we called the TSM win, but we suffice to say it wasn't the win that North American fans were hoping for, but a win's a win. you got to take that to the bank. Next exactly. up, Flash Wolves beat Supermassive 3-0. to zero. Everybody saw this coming. <laughs> I think we did because we yes. actually both said 3-0. Yep, we both got two points in our uh, super legit scoring system. Um, <laughs> it is the most legit scoring system ever. Yeah, we're totally keeping track, and it's not... We're not going to make an intern count who, our points throughout all the games. Interns? Man, I wish we had an intern. Yeah, no, because we're going to make me do it. Cause, cause <laughs> so basically, you're the intern? Yeah, I'm the intern and the host. Man, come on, I'm overworked here. <laughs> you are the hostess with the mostest, man. You're doing it all. Hey, shout out to Joe. <laughs> Get wrecked, nerd. Quick, quick plug for, uh, what's the name of the, what's the name of the other, uh, what's the name of the other Rotowire podcast? It is global. No, offensive warfare. Global. I think it's just not global. I think it's just offensive warfare. Offensive warfare. Okay. Yeah. Cool. And that's where you can find. Uh, it's similar to this. It's like kind of more informal. Uh, actually, I, I'm not gonna lie. I haven't listened to an episode of it because it doesn't have me in it. But I might. But I, one of these days, I'm gonna. It's fine. We've it only it. done one episode, so you oh, only okay. missed one episode. There so you you're fine. I'm well. I'm gonna catch up this week for sure, and I. <laughs> encourage all of our listeners to do the same where you get you can get more Wyatt in your life you get to an inside look into uh our producer slash boss joe as they talk about the world of fps shooters sounds overwatch because yeah but i mean we well no we, we touched on overwatch on the first one that actually never got posted because it was a practice one but um but really yeah that's another podcast we definitely we will have that more in the future um once things kind of calm down a little bit right. we'll have a little bit more but yeah if you guys are into some fps's definitely be on the lookout for that 
Boy, we really didn't want to talk about the series because I, I, I volunteered to plug <laughs> the other show rather than talk about <laughs> Flash Wolves 3 will 3 hour over Supermassive. Do you want to say anything about this? Uh, no, not really. I think, right, you know, Flash on. Wolves did what we thought they would do. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's Moving on. Uh, in the final game of the play-in rounds, the Gigabyte Marines took out Supermassive 3-1, to one, looking pretty good. Uh, yeah. I'm surprised with the Marines, honestly. I didn't hear a lot of hype around them coming into this event. I thought they were in the easier group, so I wasn't as impressed that they made it into this stage of the game. But the fact that Same. they took TSM to the limit, albeit near the end, it didn't look super close. But they mm-hmm. did hit a 3-2 as a 3-2. You have to respect that. And yeah, they still got, I mean, they still got two games off of the best team in North America. So, I mean, you can't, you can't knock that. Right. I feel like everybody on Earth has at this point. But you know what? Like, take it. <laughs> you, gotta, you gotta take it if you're a Gigabyte Marines fan. Plus, they yeah. beat Supermassive 3-1. to one. Supermassive has historically been one of the stronger teams in the international wildcard scene. Mm-hmm. Right? I mean, the, Yeah, definitely. Yeah, so, Turkey, I mean, that's, Turkey they, they're looking strong. Turkey almost always has representation in something, right? I feel like, yeah. I feel like Turkey's one of, one of, if not the strongest wildcard region. It, when you're looking at, like, historically. And, Agreed. And, like, consistency. So the fact that uh, Gigabyte was able to take these guys out was pretty impressive. They beat them three to one. We didn't offer any predictions for that because we would have to. And, and while we did k- predict the winners of both games correctly, it, we're, we're cowards and we didn't want to. You know, we didn't want to afford to be super. Yeah, crazy. exactly. It's fine. That requires editing, and that's just, it's not not so. Nobody has time to edit. We, we just got to keep. Yeah, moving forward. I mean, yeah, I, I'd like to have is the least amount of editing possible, so it's fine. You got to keep moving forward, just like TSM. Just like the Flash Wolves and just like the Gigabyte Marines, who will now move on to the MSI group stages, where the final six teams left in this competition are as thus G2 Esports, Champions of Europe, the Gigabyte Marines from the GPL. Southeast Asia. Yeah, they're from, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, GPL, Southeast Asia. SK Telecom, some team that nobody's heard of who probably won't win anything ever. Uh, Flash Wolves. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you had to squeeze that in there. Uh, of course. Flash Wolves. Flash Wolves from... Um, what's the name of their LMS. LMS. LMS, thank you. Uh, Team WE from the LPL. TSM from North America. How do you want to talk about this, Wyatt? Do you want to... Do you want to, do you want to I mean, I it? guess... Yeah, let's just go, you know, one by one and okay. just look at the teams and see, you know, how they kind of did in the, in the regular season. I mean, we don't have as much information uh, on some of the teams, but we can give our Average good, you know, line. predictions... Yeah, I mean, we can give a good prediction just on the teams in general. So I guess let's just start with G2 coming out of the EU LCS. I think if you guys have listened to any other podcasts that we've done thus far, you know at least my extreme hate for the EU region. Um, Not that I don't like the region as a whole, just their League of Legends (laughs) has been been so bad. I mean, I love EU regions for other things. Like CSGO has the best, you know, the best teams in the world are from Europe. But uh, Really quick, when you say the play is bad, can can you elaborate a little bit? I think all anyone needs to do is look up uh, Rocket versus Origin, the 70-minute game, and there you can have that. Yeah. That and the fact that G2 can barely win a game in an international stage, mm-hmm. that's just what bothers me the most. Mm-hmm. Yeah, don't – judging not the entire European region by – just on the virtue of Rocket versus uh, – <laughs> not Rocket, Giants versus Origin. Actually, which series was the one that was hell? Uh, no, I think it was it was Rocket versus Origin, the one that that Were one sure of the Rocket? first. I'm pretty sure. Was it? Was I think so. One no, of the two. No, it doesn't matter. Who it was wasn't it, wasn't it? Both teams got relegated from that. Yeah. Oh, maybe. Because Rocket finished with the same 
uh, I think Match Record is Fnatic, but they just like missed out on playoffs because they're in That's right. That might be true. But I mean, Origin went 0 and 13, you know, got, yeah, didn't win a game. Yeah. And so, I mean, those teams were just incredibly bad. So, uh, but G2, you know, I guess let's not focus on those teams. Let's yeah, focus yeah. on a team that's in MSI, G2. You know, they're, they're fantastic in their region. They went uh, 12 and 1 this year in the EU LCS during the regular season. You know, they dominated throughout the playoffs. And now they're going to come here. You know, last year at MSI, they went, what, 0-5 in the group stages? They went um, on vacation. So, yeah, they based in, They even said, you know, we didn't practice. We didn't really take this seriously. So we'll see if they're going to have a better showing this year. That's upset. I man. hope so. I mean, they're opening up against SKT, so <laughs> they may yeah, not get off to the best start. Twice. Everybody's got it's to play twice. Everybody's got to play twice. But not everybody has to play them on the very first game of MSI. Oh, yeah. That's, yeah, true. That's going to be pretty rough. Um, a little rough. But yeah, I think G2 has, they still have Trick and they still have yeah. Perks. And I think those are points of strength for them. They still have, <laughs> I guess, hypothetically, the best bot lane in Europe. Although I think Mithy has been having an off split so far. Yeah. Uh, he, just, he just doesn't look like his old self. That being said, I would be, because I also want to talk about who he thinks moving on. Right? Yeah, that's true. I think true. G2 are a good team and they can take games off of any team in this group. Do you, I, mm-hmm. I don't think there's anybody who's like quite untouchable, but I think I'm not so sure about Expect, and I'm not so sure about Mithy. And I, Perks is still unproven on an international stage. Yeah. He looks great domestically, but internationally, it, it just doesn't come together for him, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I agree. So yeah, we're going to have to see what's going on there. Uh, moving on to the Gigabyte Marines, do you have any expectations for this team? Uh, I think... Just based on their performance in the play-in stage, they clearly are pretty good. You know, they're the best team out of those, you know, wildcard teams that came out of the regions. Right. As far as, you know, their overall performance now that they're playing with the big boys, you know, I don't really see them. I don't think they're going to make it out. Okay, yeah. Just because, because, you know, there's four. They have to basically be better than two other teams. And I'm not sure that there's two other teams here that they can consistently win beat. more. Yeah. Consistently beat, you know, I think they're probably going to end up, uh, at, cause they're playing everybody twice. So I think everybody's going to play what those will play five games. So I think they're probably going to win. So ten, 10 games total for all the teams. And yeah. That, so let's, let's predict this. How many, since we both agree, I think that gigabyte Marines won't be moving out. Of yeah. The plane will be getting knocked out here. Uh, how many games do you think they're going to win? I think they're going to win... Now, now, really quickly to clarify, um, this stage is double round robin, uh, best of ones, correct? Yes, correct. All right, awesome. So just for all the viewers at home trying to keep track. Uh, yeah, so every team plays the other team twice. Um, and then whoever has the, the top four best records will move on to the knockout stages, um, and those will be next weekend. Yeah. But So going back to Gigabyte, I think they're probably going to win maybe four games, but... You know, four games is not going to be near enough to, to actually get in, I don't think. Um, That's a lot. Is that a lot? I mean, who do you think they're going to, who do you think is going to lose to Gigabyte Marines? Because they can take individual games, but. Well, and that's, I mean, the fact that this is a best of one, that's why I think that, you know, they've shown that they can take two games off of TSM. So, I mean, even CLG took two games off of SKT. Or no, did they take two? Last year at MSI, I think they only won one. But still, they won I mean, a game. 
Yeah, so I mean, they won a game because these are all best of one. So all you need to do is just have, you know, get a really good draft or, you know, for one team to have a really bad draft yeah, and that's really it. Good so game, that's it. Exactly. So this, you know, these so these think, best of ones. You can, you, so in, to clarify, you yeah. think it's going to happen four times? I think so. I think they can win four. Okay, okay. I'm going to err on the side of caution. I'm going to say two. I think okay. they do have the potential to win games, but these are the champions of every other region. I think TSM looked really solid against Gigabyte Marines, and they know what to expect at this point, because they mm -hmm. played them five times. Um, yep. Hopefully, TSM is shaking those jitters out. Uh, in terms mm -hmm. of team, like, they could be TSM, and I think it's fair to say at, any, at this point that any team that can take a game off of TSM could probably take a game off of G2. Also, mm -hmm. you, we look at how G2 has struggled internationally, and granted, they struggle against, like, Flash Wolves, right? And, and, yeah. And admittedly, lower-seeded, lower-tier Korean teams. But Flash Wolves come into this event as one of the favorites to make it to finals. That being said, two games, I think, maximum for Gigabyte Marines. I'm not expecting much out of them. I think they're just playing for valuable experience for next year, and they're just glad to, to represent the international wildcard community. SKT, That's on the fair. other hand, SKT isn't flawless at MSI. They've shown weaknesses before. That being said, I'm confident they're going to make it out. I think Faker is the best mid laner here. I think Peanut is probably the best jungler here. Kuni's... Yeah. Like everybody's just near the top of their positions and it's SKT. Like they, they show up for these big events. They're so clutch. Um, yeah, I mean there there's there's no scenario in my mind where they don't at least make the semifinals. Like they're they're a lock to get out of this group stage. I, I would imagine, you know, I'm gonna I think we're both kind of calling it now sort of that this is their tournament to lose. So absolutely. I think we we would be you know, shocked if they don't win this thing at all. So mm -hmm. the group stage is, is just kind of going to be a time for them to kind of feel people out and just kind of get on their, Flex on their top of their game bit. again. Exactly, yeah. And moving right along from SKT, we're going to another favorite to make it out of this group stage, the Flash Wolves. Yep. They've, they they won IEM. Mm -hmm. they, are, they are a team to be reckoned with. They looked very good in their uh, play-in performance their win over Supermassive, although Supermassive did fail to qualify, so it kind of skews the validity of that result a bit. But a but I mean, but it was still it was a it was still a three zero. Yeah, exactly. You know? exactly. Yeah, so I mean, they still even though it was a team that didn't that didn't qualify, it's it's a series that you had to get a three zero. You know, it's, it's like one of those ones where where you feel bad if you don't sweep the team because you know you're that much better than that team. So right, right. they did what they needed to do. They're looking very strong. I kind of see them as the second best team. In okay. this group stage, okay, okay. Um, I think I think we can let let's say let's table all those discussions for the end because I want to. Okay, yeah, yeah, let's do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's, Team WE next up, champions of China, three zero over um, RNG in RNG, yeah. grand mm -hmm. finals. They're looking pretty good. Do you think they'll be able to maintain their performance, or do you think they're going to slump? I think they're going to maintain it because you know they kind of surprised both of us. We both you know predicted RNG to win that finals, and they came out with you know reckless abandon yeah, and, yeah. and destroyed them. So I they're looking very. I, I think they're feeling good. They're playing at the top of their game, mm -hmm. and you know I think that that win is going to fuel them even more because they know that they're the best of their region now, and they can come and really show out. And you know I think they're going to have a really good showing here. Right. I. I still, I feel like their early game isn't the best though, right? Yeah, I, I that's mean, fair. Like, you have to deal with Peanut, right? You have to deal with yeah, some which... of the strongest early games from around the world. I think mm -hmm. of any of the teams that I would expect, of any of the major, of, of all the teams from the major regions, I think Team WE, I look at them 
And apart from G2, I can see... Well, actually, that's unfair to say. Because I think G2, T TSM, and Team WE are all at risk of, of slumping. Right? Mm -hmm. like, I don't want to say I would be surprised, but if I had to... But if, I, if you were to make a short list of three teams that were that, that could realistically not move on and get eliminated, I think those are the three. Yeah. And then let's move on to TSM. We've been talking a lot about them today on the program. Um, mm -hmm. TSM, they showed up, but it took them a little while. Yeah. And you know, I think they kind of had to, that fight to Brazil, or no, they weren't in Brazil yet. Oh, they were, yeah. The, yeah, yeah. the fight to Brazil, um, you know, clearly sort of maybe they had a little bit of rust. They were off a couple weeks before they played this game, so... You know, they had to take a while to shake off the rust. They did shake it off eventually, but the fact that they weren't able to take that series more convincingly certainly, you know, gives us a little more pause in how we talk about them going into this group stage. Especially since the group stages are best of ones. Exactly, yeah. They've not been friendly to TSM. Mm -hmm. so, yeah, I mean, yeah, they, they lost how many of the first game in their series, oh you know, over the split. Oh, so, God. Oh, God. Yeah. Enough for it to be a you meme. Know. Enough for it to be a meme, which is too much. Yeah. All right, but I think we've now covered, we all touched on, discussed a little bit about the teams that have made it to the group stage. Who mm -hmm. moves on? I think. Okay, so top, I think yeah. top is SKT. Agreed. After that, I'm going to say Flash Wolves. Just uh, from what I've seen from them, I haven't seen a lot of their play. I mean, you know, I haven't seen any of their play um, in, the, uh, in their actual region, but I did see... You know, I watched almost all of their games at IEM um, Katowice, and they were very strong. And, you know, I, I liked what I saw from them. And just looking at the slate of teams, I just feel like they have the best chance to kind of surprise some people here. So that's why I'm, I see them coming out as second. I kind of agree with you, but I don't think it's a surprise anymore. I think they're – like they can, That's true. You can't win IEM and just and, – and say – you know, you can't yeah, win Yeah, I mean, that's fair. Surprise. That's fair. Although – See, I agree that they're going to move on, but I don't know if I want to say that they'll be the second-seeded team. I don't, but but looking at the rest of the pool, I think they do have the best shot at, at landing that second seed. Which is why yeah. I so I mean, so if you don't see them as a second seed, so I get you know, if they were to well, hypothetically I, I, I be do, like a, but not necessarily by virtue of Flash Wolves are clearly the second-best team here. Is that I don't okay. think the other teams. Like, I think out of everybody, they have the best shot at ending second. If that makes okay. sense. Okay. No, that make that that doesn't make that makes sense. Okay, so I can see that. we got first and second. Now let's get to the juicy stuff. Who you got third? Third, I'm gonna go with Team WE. Okay. So you know, because I think looking at the teams that we have after this, you know, I'm not confident that any of those other um, four teams can win consistently, and th and that's the thing that I think has to be talked about the most is the consistency here. Just because of the fact that these are best of one, so you have to be consistently great. You can't just have an off game. You know, you have to be able to show up every single game. And I think Team WE has, you know, the third best shot to do that the most. Okay, okay. I think How about I, you? How do you feel about them? Hmm. And you, you um, know, you've seen them the most because you, you were the LPL guy, so you know the most about this team. Yeah, I know. That's so I mean, you have the the, the inside game. track. Yeah, like. Their mid game is solid and their late game is solid, at least when it comes to uh, within their region. Mm -hmm. But I don't know if I feel comfortable calling them third. I think they have too many weaknesses in their playstyle, and I don't, I don't think they can just steamroll teams anymore. I don't, I don't okay. think China's that. I, I don't want to say that China's not ahead 
right? Because I think they're not clearly the second best region, but they're like top three regions in the world for sure. Yeah, hundred percent. But I don't think the I think the gap in that sense between China and the and the West is closing. Mm-hmm. You know what? I agree with that. I'm gonna say they're gonna come fourth. Okay, so if you got them at fourth, then who are you seeing as as the third seed? Oh, uh, that's the dilemma, ain't it? Oh, <laughs> yeah. So you know, so if you got them as fourth, I mean, and that that's fair. I I can see that. You know, even if they they don't come out third, you know, you see you still see them advancing. But so who is the the other team that you see? you know, being a little bit better than WWE while also advancing into the, the next stage. Uh, uh, I mean, I think, obviously, uh, we can say now, Gigabyte Marines is both of our six picks, so we're not really seeing them come through. So basically, we're looking at, you know, are you are you saying that TSM is going to get in, or are you saying that G2 is going to get in? Uh, I'm doing it, Bay Life. TSM. So here's here's what I'm thinking, right? Mm-hmm. Oof, Jesus. I think uh, if Hanser plays well, they can dominate. If Bjergsen mm-hmm. plays very well, or Bjergsen always plays well, so they can dominate through there. Yeah. I think TSM can beat G2 more consistently. I feel like they have strengths. That their strengths can overcome g two strengths. Mm-hmm. I think they could beat WE because they've beaten RNG in the past. Or did they get 2 0 in, in Worlds? Uh, I think they took a game. It feels like if either that or like they, they threw a game, but I yeah. don't think you make the same mistake twice. And obviously, RNG is not WE, but I feel like RNG has a much stronger early game, and TSM thrives on getting early pressure and then snowballing that, right? So yeah, I'm exactly. Say mm-hmm. that TSM is going to emerge with the third seed. Now, why? Okay. What's your fourth seed? So fourth, my fourth seed is TSM. So you know, I think I see. Okay. I, I don't I don't know if they're wait, wait, gonna be that means as, you're, you don't believe in G two. I don't. No, I don't. I'm sorry. You okay. know, I'm sorry talk to my about, EU fans. About TSM, but, and then we're gonna move on. Yeah. So I think, you know, uh TSM, they're gonna win consistently enough to advance, but I, I don't see them being consistent enough to get that third seed. Just because I mean, if they hadn't have went three two against Gigabyte, I think I might have nudged them into third just be, because of how strong they were in their region during the regular season. But the fact that they came there and, you know, almost lost their shirt against a, a wildcard team, huh. that just kind of gives me a bit of pause in, in, in their strengths. So, <laughs> so yeah, I, I see them as fourth. I think they're going to advance, but I, I, I'm not as confident in their ability to just be be super consistent. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I can kind of see that. I think... I'm gonna put WE fourth because I feel like they could they have the chance to potentially drop random games. Right? Uh, yeah, I mean that's fair. And and like, I think I've already discussed why I think they're gonna be fourth when you listed them as third. So now we have to move yeah, on exactly. to why we think G T will be fifth. Uh, I'll start this one off, Wyatt. I Go think G two has the potential to lose to I, I see G two as more likely to lose to every other team. I think G two will get I think WE will be able to overcome G two because I don't see G two as a team that really excels at destroying early, right? Agreed, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think overall, I think the WE just has better players than G2 uh, throughout their positions. Not saying that uh, necessarily any one member of... That all of G2 is worse than all of WE, but I think WE has more talent on their roster. I think G2 yeah. can't beat Flash Wolves, and we've seen that. Mm-hmm. What was Grand Finals volume, Katowice? 
What was that? Uh, grand finals of Ka- if, if, if if the grand finals of, Ka- of IEM Katowice proved anything, that GT struggles against Flash Wolves, and this is a Flash yeah. Wolves now that was looking at its best, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Flash Wolves. You know, they're playing on top of their game. You know, they won their region. They they got they got the IEM IEM Katowice under their belt. They've got the three zero against Supermassive. Right. Um, and they're looking I, strong. Yeah, and I just think G two can has I see G two as the team with the highest potential to lose a lot of these matches just based on their play style and and it, yeah exactly and, yeah. and I that's why I have them in fifth as well just because mm-hmm. you know we've seen that when it comes to these kind of international tournaments they're just not the best I mean and I hate to say it you know you, you wish that the top team in in you know one of the the biggest regions in the world as far as viewership because I mean is playing you know play style and playing level aside. You know, EU and NA are kind of the the you know the main ones that that Riot pushes, just because of the fact that the times are easier for people to watch. Um, you know, the play the players are a little bit more um, known outside of some of you know the SKTs of the world and stuff like that. But mm-hmm. so the, you'd want to say that a team from you know the second biggest region, as far as uh, you know viewership and and just uh, the um, overall prowess in the region, I guess you would say. Um, you'd hope that they would have a better showing, but they've just shown us time and time again that that's just not what they do. I mean, they, you know, they complete, they only won, uh, I was looking at the records, they were went two and eight in the group stages last year at MSI. Right. Um, you know, they didn't do very well at Worlds. They, again, didn't do very well at IEM Katowice. So, you know, as, as good as they might be in their region, they just can't win these international tournaments. And like you said, I can see them dropping a game to any one of these teams. Um, I guarantee you they're going to go one and one against uh, Gigabyte. You know, they're not going to go 2 0 against those. I, I guarantee it. Right. Um, calling it now. Okay. I get five extra points if I get that right. <laughs> uh, okay, sure. Yeah. You, you, need the, but yeah so, you need help catching up there, but, but yeah. So, a little bit, I do, yeah. That, those are our MSI group stage predictions. If you would like to yep. chat with us throughout the week about how our predictions are going, if you want to make fun of us, if we turn out to be wrong, uh, make sure you drop us a line on Twitter. And if you're one of those people who want to chat with us, chat with both of us, make sure you, you use the hashtag um, RWFiestaWatch. Uh, that way yep. we'll be able to communicate with you directly. We'll see see what's moving and shaking in the world. But we're going to move right along into some off-season news. What? It's the off-season. Are you ready for everything to explode? Uh, I mean, thankfully, you know, this isn't the, the, true, the, off-season. the true off-season, you know, after uh, Worlds and everything. So I don't think teams are going to explode. But we've already got some pretty good moves coming out. Let's start with Europe, actually, if, if you don't yeah, mind. Because that's yeah. the one that's hard confirmed, 100%. Misfits have replaced Kakao. Kakao has been, will leave the team. The te- uh, Misfits released, uh, had a press release earlier today, being May 9th on a Tuesday, uh, where they said that the reason they're dropping Kakao, and I'm just going to uh, make it concise. What's the word? Uh, just sum it up. Help, fun yeah. friend. Concise, yeah, that's the word you're looking. You're gonna, gonna, gonna whittle I'm, it down I'm, to I'm the center. Paraphrasing here, bang. There we go. Got there. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna paraphrase here, but despite Kakao's uh, good performances and uh, on an individual basis, he had a hard time communicate, hard time communicating, and his English wasn't improving fast enough, right? And Misfits' yeah. goal is to make it to Worlds, and in order to be competitive in the summer split, they have decided to part ways with him. Now, really quickly about Kakao, I doubt that he's going to stay out for long. I think somebody somewhere is going to use him in some capacity. Yeah. Can't wait I mean, yeah, he's, a, he's a good challenger. player. 
Yeah. Oh God. Yeah, you know, you know how it goes. Um, yeah. I was about to say maybe you can get on a Mad Life's team, but actually I don't think they have any import slots left because they have Phoenix. Mm-hmm. Uh, GCU. But to fill that void, Giants, former Giants jungler Max Lord will be joining Misfits now. I don't know about you, but I think this is a really good look for both Maxlor and for the Misfits. I think Maxlor mm-hmm. had his moments on a giant squad that struggled immensely. They didn't really have anything going for them in terms of their solo lanes. I think Maxlor uh, wasn't necessarily the reason why they won some games, but Maxlor definitely kept them competitive, right? Mm-hmm. And he, he brought this early aggression that I think a roster like Misfits can really use. Right? They've got Alfari, who's a strong top laner, and I know I've, I've doubted him vocally in the past, but every time I do, he exceeds expectations, or he gets stopped by Fnatic, <laughs> which, every, which everybody did in playoffs, except for G2, so whatever. G2, yeah. Yeah. Um, meanwhile, in the bot lane, I think Ignar is still a, is still, Ignar is still a very intelligent player, and Hansama has is, is been very good uh, in his rookie debut, and Power of Evil is still consistently good. Uh, I yeah, think- so I mean, this is a move that's only going to make them better. You know, this is the right. team that that outperformed a lot of people's expectations during the season sure. and into the playoffs. So, and I think a lot of people did point to Kakao as kind of their weak link. Um, you know, it sucks that, you know, it, it kind of came down to a communication issue. But I mean, that's something that you kind of have to be prepared for when you, you're coming with these imports from different regions that don't speak the language. So, right, right, right. Um, you know, it's unfortunate, but... Like you said, he's going to land with somebody else, and you know it'll probably work out well in both on uh, for both parties. And maybe even Giants. Like, they don't have a yeah, team. exactly. They need a no, no. <laughs> You know, so but it's a good move all around. Um, except you know, for Giants. Except for Giants, but yeah, they're kind the of the Misfits are going to be looking pretty good going into the summer split. All right, and now let's shift over to North America, where you've been very excited about this. Now it's not official. Not official. But Jacob Wolf, the ultimate. Esports watchdog, if you will, um, <laughs> released an article earlier today that uh, Immortals is in the process of finalizing a transfer for Counter Logic Gaming jungler Xmithy, right? Yep, that is correct. Now, <sighs> he also discussed in his article that there's a possibility that Dardock will replace uh, Dardock would be traded to Counter Logic Gaming. However, it's nothing's official as of yet, right? Yeah. Please note that is a possibility, and, and I think there are two leading, there are two, two trains of thought here that I think are likely. Right, the first is that, or the first is that Dardock joins CLG, and the second is that Omar God, who plays for CLG Black, the Challenger team, who has been very good. People have been mm-hmm. lauding him as a great American jungler. Uh, you know, he's the shining star of that team. Would be promoted to the main roster. But before we get into conjecturing which one we think is more likely, let's talk about the one thing we do know for sure. And that is that Smithy is joining Immortals. Now, what do you think of this move? Uh, I think from the standpoint of CLG, it, it's a good move. Is you know, mm-hmm. as people, if you again, if you've listened for a while, I'm a CLG fanboy. They're kind of my team. Um, so, you know, I'm very familiar. And you know, X Smithy, X Smithy, and and um, and Darshan are kind of always the two people that get pointed at as the you know kind of weak links on the team. But, you know, with Tanks coming back into the meta, um, Darshan's got a little bit more, or Tanks and Carries, you know, being kind of equally there. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's had a little bit more t- uh, time to shine, and he's he's definitely stepped it up in the last split right. um, versus the summer split last year. So I think he's kind of solid as far as that goes for now. 
um, especially with tanks getting a huge update uh, with the new patch. I'm certain that that he'll be fine. Um, but I think Smithy has always kind of been the 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 weakest link, just because his his pool just, his jungle pool just isn't as large as you would want it to be. Right. Um, you know, he's good on Rengar. Uh, uh, <laughs> he's uh, sort of okay he's good on, on Rengar. Um, yeah, he's good on Graves, but I mean, that, but I think that's the problem. You know, we can only talk about a couple of champions that he's really good at. Like, you know, he never busted out an Ivern, um, you know, as far as I know. Uh, I and he, he just... I don't remember him playing Ivern at all. Maybe he did. Yeah, I don't think like, so. If we can't remember it, then it's like usually not good. Yeah, exactly. If you can't remember it, then it probably wasn't that great. And so this is kind of a move that I think is good for CLG. You know, I'm surprised that they were actually able to keep this roster together for so long, just with so many teams changing things in and out. You know, they kept this this roster for, what, three straight splits. So The cult of friendship, um, dude. Yeah, I mean, it's apparently very strong. So that's a good move for them. I'm not exactly sure why Immortals are deciding to um, to make the move. I don't know if, you know, they're just kind of looking for something fresh or if they saw something um, that he'll fit better. Um, on that team with his, you know, skill set that he has. But hopefully, you know, hope for the best. You know, maybe a change of senior will be good for him. He can kind of, you know, get a a new, uh, like a fresh start, basically. He can start from scratch, and he can kind of make a name for himself with that team. Mm-hmm. For sure. So then uh, with him being out, so like you said, we've got two camps as far as what's going to happen. And, and there could um, be, it, it could be kick out of CLG. I doubt it. I hope. Okay. Yeah, I don't, yeah. I, I hope I, not. I don't. Yeah, if he got I don't know. For not being able to communicate, but yeah, exactly. Um, I don't think that would be very good, especially because I mean, Huni, you know, he's. Uh, I'm sorry, Hugh He. So, excuse me. Um, you know, his English is is certainly very good at this point. So, um, yeah, yeah, just from hearing him on comms and on stream, you know, he's definitely he's there. So, I don't think there would be bringing on Cacao. but I I do think that these two main options, you know, either Dardot coming in or Omar God being promoted, I think those are probably the two most likely ones. The Dardock one, it's one that's like gives me a little bit of mixed feelings. Um, well, let me ask you this. Um, go for it. Do you feel like Dardock would benefit from staying on Immortals uh, alongside Smithy, and they could rotate out, kind of what, kind of like what P1 did with uh, Nori and Medios earlier in the year? Or do you think it would benefit Dardock most to go to CLG? I think it would probably benefit him more to go to CLG because. That way, you know that he's going to be starting the entire time, because if really? if he stays, um, I mean, because if he stays on Immortals with Xmithy being there as well, um, you know, you're going to run into the the rotating jungle position, so you know he's not going to be but, a lock for every that, game. But is that necessarily a bad thing? I think. Not sure. If anything, P1 has shown that you can do the jungle swap route, and Inori said that watching videos play and learning from him was was she was tremendously helpful for his game. And Nori played very well, I think, in playoffs. No, yeah, he did. He played very well. I agree. Now, now that being said, P1 did get kind of shafted by Cloud9. But, mm-hmm. you know, there's there's a remarkable difference. Like, he can play Ivern. He can... He, he's shown he, he's shown more intelligent pathing, right? Mm-hmm. And to me, I think Xmithy... One of Xmithy's biggest assets has always been his his mind, right? I think he's really good at predicting the the enemy jungler. I think he's really good at intelligent pathing and taking advantage of early game pressure early game uh, jungle clear routes he seems to know when stuff's available and when stuff's not and sometimes he gets killed because he gets a misread but i think mm-hmm. with a player that intelligent i would almost prefer to see darlock stay on immortals 
Not only because he has a three-year contract, and I don't want to see that maxed out because that'd be a nightmare, but I think Darduk would have a lot to learn, right? Darduk's a very impulsive and mechanical player. Two, every He'll make three plays a game, right? For every three plays he makes, two of them will be good, and one of them will be horrendous, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. But a lot of them are just like, I'm going to, I'm in your jungle now, let's go, let's fight, right? So I think if Darduk can start exhibiting some intelligent play, not necessarily that he doesn't exhibit intelligent play, let me clarify. But yeah. I think with Smithy training him behind the scenes and the two of them pooling their knowledge together, I think this can benefit Darduk greatly in the long run, similar to what it did for Inori. I also think Omar God is a very good jungler, and I think he's the best candidate to replace Smithy on CLG. I do know that uh, the jump to Challenger to LCS is not necessarily a guarantee of success ever, but if this past split has proven anything, it's that young, up-and-coming American junglers can perform on the highest level. Right? Yeah. Like, if Akkadian had managed to extend his form for like a week or two more, he would have, he would no doubt be rookie of the split. Yeah, I agree. Even so, mm-hmm. at the end of the year, yeah. at, at, at the end of the year, every year, it seems like, every split, it seems like Echo Fox becomes the Froggen show. But this year, it was the Froggen and Akkadian show. That's still a two person show. That's better, right? Yeah. <laughs> Akkadian and Moon has been playing very well on FlyQuest from time to time. Sometimes he has off periods, sometimes he has super on periods. So I wanna, I'm, re- I'm anxious to see what Omar God can bring to the table. Now, nothing's for sure yet. We don't know who CLG's new jungle will, jungler will be. Uh, and you guys can keep, po- uh, keep your eyes and ears to the internet or wait for next week's uh, Fiesta Watch to come out. Because I guarantee by that point, we'll have something for you. Yeah, I'm pretty sure this is something that will definitely be ironed out. I'd say probably within the next couple of days, it'll probably it'll be ironed out, especially with Josh Wolf Jacob like Wolf the, coming out. Yeah, Jacob Wolf is like the two to three day alarm bell, right? Yeah, exactly. He's the cloud of dust over the uh, stampede. But we're going <laughs> to, that, that's all the roster moves we really have time for today. Uh, some quick yep. news on some other organizations from across the Western scene. Unicorns of Love will keep Samix as their AD carry instead of what was rumored to be them picking up Reckless, and they are all going to Korea for a boot camp. Reckless is staying on Fnatic, and he kind of criticized fans a little bit on his Facebook page by saying, I already made that mistake. I already made the mistake of leaving Fnatic once. I do not want to do it again. Because there was rumors, uh, Unicorns Above said, we have very big news uh, coming out on the 9th, which is today. And everybody's like, oh, Reckless is leaving because he's not going to Korea with the rest of the team. <laughs> he's just taking some time off. He's trying to get himself mentally composed for this upcoming split. It's all good. Um, what he's really doing is practicing that cannon some more on solo queue. I, he should practice the other, the other champion. Personally. <laughs> Personally. Hey, if he's going to be a one-trick pony, he's going to be so good at that one trick. True. Uh, meanwhile, Misfits, in addition to picking up Maxlore and dropping Cacao, has also made a managerial change. Uh, Joe Interflame, E-L-O-U-A-S-S-I. Pronounce that, please. That is a hell of a name. I'm not even going to try to pronounce that one. I'm just going to leave it at your spelling, and I think we are good to go with that one. Let's not butcher this man's name. Right. Well, he is joining the Misfits as a general manager. He'll be overseeing his roles. His role, technically, with the organization is general manager slash chief gaming officer, right? Mm -hmm. And this will impact all of their uh, teams, not just the League of Legends team. Uh, Interflame has a background working with SK Gaming, G2 Esports, and most recently with Team Dignitas. But let's see if this change in management can lead the Misfits to success. 
Uh, of course, this isn't a League of Legends centric move. We just want to—I just want to point that out. Yep. But it is going to impact the League of Legends team in terms of its direction. So maybe if we see a noticeable change, not saying that we can pin it entirely on Mister Interflame, but I, I thought about going for it one more time. Hell no. But no. Yeah, we'll see how that goes. Well, Wyatt, <laughs> unless you have any other League of Legends things you'd like to discuss right now. No, nope, I think I'm piece. good. I think we are good to go for this week of Fiesta Watch. Excellent. Well, that's been a very successful Fiesta Watch. We uh, discussed quite a lot today. Of course, we're, there's going to be plenty more to discuss once MSI gets into its final stages of playoffs. But before we get to all of that, Wyatt, where can the people find you? If you guys want to find me, I'm on Twitter. and It'll be Wyatt double underscore RW, and you can chat, and we can talk about whatever you want, be it league, FPS is whatever you want. I will be there at any time to talk to you. He's a man of many talents. Uh, and again, that's at our at Wyatt double underscore RW. Of course, that's right. No, where can they find you at? If the people of the internet would like to find me, I'm at RW underscore Noah Waltzer. That is RW Rotowire, the company I work for right now. And underscore a space Noah Waltzer, my name. And with that, ladies and gentlemen, this will be it for Fiesta Watch for all of us here at Rotowire, and in the greater League of Legends universe, we would like to wish you a good week, and we will see you in the very near future. Alright, bye guys, have a good week.